Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the opening drive on 101 ESPN with Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on this Wednesday, another world champion, Adam Wainwright. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. We always love having you on, and we're going to get to tonight, and we're going to talk about 325 in a moment, but we need to talk about fantasy football with Big League Impact first because you and I are both people that, and I think we're, I I hate to compare myself to Bill Belichick, but I kind of like to set the stage and get my team prepared. I I don't want to use it all up in week one. Well, apparently that was what I was thinking, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I just um, you can you can prepare for it as much as you want and and uh, do all the research that you can and whatever. But until they get out on the field, it's hard to know how players are going to be used, how coaches are going to move guys around. Who's you know, unfortunately, people always get hurt, and so it's uh, just you know, it's total crapshoot every week. All you can do is prepare and try your best. You know, we put great lineups out there; uh, it just didn't work out. Hey, how did you do in the Cardinal in the, in the clubhouse league this week? About the same, Randy. You can't. You know, it's bad week. To, it's bad luck to win week one. It is. Yeah, bad luck. <laughs> that, that makes me feel say. better. <laughs> but uh, quarterback um, in most years since Peyton Manning retired, because Peyton was always my quarterback. My quarterback in most years is Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years has been a a, a one week. Like, I don't know if it's because of, you know, people are rusty because it seems like a lot of the starters don't play a whole lot in the preseason or what. But last season, Aaron Rodgers scored point, five points for me last in the in week one. And then he scored like 30 every week after that. So uh, this year this year he scored two points for me in the week one. So I'm expecting 32 points for him this coming week. And, and uh, even though he doesn't have um, Adams over there catching balls for him, I really feel like that guy can make me and you NFL receivers <laughs> so talented. So, uh, yeah, I, I have all of my trust in him still, even though he doesn't have his, his lead dog out there. Now, Adam, we are in a fantasy football league here at 101 ESPN, and Brandon Kylie is our commissioner. And I, I, I'm sure you've been playing fantasy for a long time. We had our draft last week. What would you make of 30-second rounds per draft pick? How, how would you feel about that? Because that's what our commissioner decided to do in our fantasy league last week. Yeah, 30 seconds between <laughs> picks. All right, two, two major thoughts on this. One – the draft is the best day of the year, besides my wife's birthday and Christmas. The fantasy football draft is my one of my favorite days of the year. It literally, I love the draft. I love the work that goes into it, but I love sitting around talking trash, especially in live drafts. <laughs> uh, that is the most. Why would you want to rush through that? Two, uh, 
30 seconds is barely time enough to scroll through <laughs> and figure out who's available. I mean, that's just uh, that's a that's a rookie commish um, not understanding the flow and the importance of the draft and how important it is and how you should enjoy that. I mean, gosh, you know, when you play golf, you know, it, it takes three, four hours to play golf around the golf when you're playing with your buddies. But if you just sprinted through and got on, you know, carts and hit a shot and then scrolled up and you whiffed, you just kept going, you didn't cut out and like, you wouldn't be as enjoyable. You need that smack talk. You need that. You need to be able to go, all right, come on, let's go. I mean, we got dinner. You need to talk trash like that. You need that. You need to hear that when you make a pick, somebody from across the room going, oh, that was a re- <laughs> <laughs> I, So I'm, I, I wanted to get a, uh, a sleeper. Wandale Robinson was a big sleeper. We're in late the eighth or ninth round, and I had to scroll down, and I literally got him with less than a second on the clock because of the 30-second clock. And I'm sure that Wandale Robinson is a guy that went to a lot of teams, but I almost didn't get him because of that. Yeah, it's just. Come on, clean it up, Kamish. Clean it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, on a good football note, by the way, Adam, your Georgia Bulldogs, defending national champs, we need to mention that. Uh, they've outscored their opponents, Oregon and Samford, 82-3 to and moved to number one in the country. Well, I think everybody thought because they they had so many players drafted in the NFL and the defense was just seemingly, you know, shot after all those incredible players were gone. Um I think everybody thought that it was going to be a team that was kind of in limbo, kind of searching and trying to try out new players or whatever. I don't think anybody expected, even Georgia even Georgia fans, I don't think we expected the talent level that replaced those incredible players. But, you know, they're getting those Nick Saban-type recruiting classes now. I mean, Georgia's and Kirby Smart, they've done such a good job now of improving those facilities going into to those families' houses and saying, you want to get your guy in the NFL? You know, have him come to Georgia. You want to see the, the, the best workout facility, the best eating plan? You know, we're going to get him to, to, to school every day. You want to, you want to see a great system? Send him to Georgia. That, it seems like they are, are doing some incredible things on the recruiting level to be able to replace guys like that and just have these five stars come in here and replace them right after, you know, as soon as they're, they, they're next man up. Meanwhile, I know you've been asked a lot about start number 325 for you and Yadier Molina. And, Adam, here's my perspective. We had our first baseball game, first Major League Baseball game played in 1776. So we've had 150 years, roughly, of baseball. 1771, I'm sorry. 1771. uh, 1871. 1871. There we go. Now I got it. Not good at math. We were just trying to, to... to free ourselves from the tyranny of the English. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. So here we've played 150 years of Major League Baseball, and you are going to do something in your start with Yachty against the Brewers that no two players have ever done before in 150 years. And that's the perspective that I put it in. And as you've said, Nobody has is ever going to do it again. So I want to get, have you give us your perspective of this. Well, it does sound better when you put 250 years behind it. With <laughs> right, <it does. laughs> no, I think anytime you can have a major league record um, with the amount of incredible players that have been played that have been playing this game for so long – 
uh, that's a that's a great accomplishment. Um, the fact that I get to share a major league record, hopefully with Yadier or Molina, uh, just by ourselves, in a in a in a time and age where this will never. I mean, look, it took 150 years to to get to this point, but this will never be broken again. I mean, it, it just let's just be honest. This it's just never going to be broken again. You got. I think the closest one to us right now is is Kyle Hendricks and uh, Wilson Contreras that are active players, and they're two hundred and something behind. You know, um, in a, in a in a game where free agency takes guys left and right, and the business of baseball from a from an owner standpoint takes players left and right, and um, it, it's just a it's an accomplishment that we're very we're both very proud of. Uh, uniquely individually for being able to play a long time from our own selves. But, but more than that, to play with Yachty and have him be my catch partner for that long, I, I really feel like, and I, so I said this years ago, one of the things that I will look back and tell my kids I'm the most proud of and the most excited about was that I got to play catch with Yachty every fifth, every fifth day. I mean, he's just that special of a player. Um, so I, I think being able to share that with him in an incredible city in one city – St. Louis for this long is something that we could have never dreamed of, uh, but we are sure thankful for. Adam, you all look like you are having so much fun in that dugout. Uh, every at bat, you you see the guys doing a, a pepper grinder uh, when, when there's a big hit or they're grinding out at bats. I, I also heard that maybe some of them found a pepper grinder at a restaurant and was able to bring it back with you. What what does that mean when you are having that much fun uh, and, and watching those young guys and and the older guys just kind of coincide and having a good time like that? Yeah, one of the coaches uh, was at dinner the other night, and I, I think he. He bought a pepper grinder from the restaurant. The guy came over to put pepper on his salad or something, and he said, hey, how much for that pepper grinder? And he, bought, he bought it on the spot from the restaurant and had the waiter sign it. So the the, the pepper grinder that, that Lars and those guys are using right now are uh, is signed by the waiter that sold them the, the pepper grinder. Now, the funny thing is uh, we were – I said, man, Lars, you love that, right? Like you, you came up with this and you love it. And in the background, I hear this. He didn't come up with it. I came up with it. <laughs> I look over and it's Kisner, and he's going, "Everybody, all the trash. I pepper grinder." So, so we just got to throw a little shout out to, to to Andrew Kisner. Hey, congratulations, buddy. You did it. You know. <laughs> That, that's important to get credit for for being for creating things and being the creator. So yes, he needs that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he does. <laughs> Adam, it's so cool from a the perspective of an observer to see young, energetic players. And you were one of those guys in '06. You and Brad Thompson and and Kenny and Tyler Johnson and and, and the young bullpen brought so much energy to that group. Now you're seeing it from the other side as one of the older players. What have those guys done for you personally? So you're talking about these young guys? Yeah, just the energy that they bring to Adam Wainwright. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they just keep it loose, right? They just keep it fun. They, they uh, when, you know, the, the, the unfortunate thing that happens as you get older in the game is sometimes you get accustomed to things, you know, and uh, just that's the way the big leagues are played and, and, and things aren't – can. Things cannot sometimes be as uh, exciting to you as they once were, and probably still should be. So, I think it, in a way, you know, when a guy walks into a hotel first time and his eyes light up and go, oh "My goodness, you know, I'm in the big leagues," and 
and uh, see a big league spread and go, man, that's awesome. And, you know, the planes we get to fly on and these big stadiums that we get to play in and front all these great crowds, you know, seeing their enjoyment and their excitement level and, and, uh, and all that for the game of baseball and for this incredible job that we get, I think that just keeps it fresh for us too. You know, I mean, last thing you want to be is an old dry crust, crusty player in there that's been there forever and is, you know, bitter about everything. You know, it's good to take in those moments too. And those guys help keep it loose like that. Adam, earlier we were talking to uh, Stan McNeil, and he was talking about Jordan Montgomery growing a little bit of a, a beard now that he's with the Cardinals and no longer with the Yankees. Uh, is there any playoff beard in your future, and, and can we expect to see that at, at any time? Oh, absolutely, yeah. As soon as the playoffs start, the the playoff beard starts. You know, I, I don't cut it once the playoffs start. I don't cut it at all until we're done. Um, and so I'm hoping that thing gets wretched. You know, I want that thing. <laughs> I want it looking like. King Leonidas or Willie Robertson or somebody. There you know, go. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, that, that's the idea of it, man. It's just, you know, guys were growing out a couple of years ago. I remember guys were like, oh, I'm going to start my playoff beard right now. And like, it was like August something. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> growing the August beard right now, then don't call it a playoff beard until the playoffs start. Don't get, don't put the cart before the horse. You know, we, once we get there, then we start it, and hopefully we turn it into a wretched creature on our face. That'd be great. <laughs> By the way, Adam, on your photo, which has somewhat of a beard and mustache at BigLeagueImpact.org, but your photo has you holding a bat. How much Im- impact do you make on the Big League Impact website where your photo has you holding a bat? It's not pitching. It's not holding a glove. It's you holding a bat. Did you force that upon your organization well let me look at i'm gonna pull that up right now let me pull this up let me look this thing real quick okay i i I like the idea of it already um i'll tell you i miss uh i miss hitting bad i really do i feel like you know i've dropped a couple of balls this year that i would have caught normally because my reflexes were better um i've i've you know tripped and fell one time where I'm like, I know I wouldn't have tripped and fell last year when I was hitting. Like, <laughs> I feel like more of an athlete um, when I'm when I'm being a full athlete, when I'm out there hitting and and at least attempting to hit. But, uh, but you know, being honest, it became harder to see the, the spin as I got older. But, you know, missing that year and COVID hurt me in that way. We're, okay, no, so now I see how you're – yeah, I do like that picture. That is a good picture. <laughs> Um, but you know, that, that was always a, a thing that I, I felt like hitting, uh, we may have talked about this before, Randy, but I felt like hitting provided an edge for me over the other team because I, I felt like I was going to be a better hitter than their nine hole was. And so if that's the case, then you got, you got nine spots, you got to continue with instead of eight, even if, even if it's just getting bunts down or if it's, you know, getting a, getting a guy over, but every now and then, you know, I was good for a couple extra base hits. Um, so I felt I felt like the guy wasn't going to hit an extra base hit off me, but I sure might hit one off him. So it, it provided an edge for me, at least mentally. One of my all-time favorite moments was your pinch double in Pittsburgh. That's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> two, and it, uh, you know that funny thing. I ended up playing with him. He, he came over. He was the he, he pitched in the late innings with us that the following year. Um, and I said, dude, why did you keep throwing me fastballs? All you had to do was throw me that slider away. So, oh, well, my ball's cutting, and I felt like I could get it by you down the way. And, but you know what I loved? As soon as I came up to bat 
Andrew McCutcheon told me later, he said, as soon as I saw you walk up to that, I knew it wasn't going to be good for us. <laughs> and, and, you know, that gives me a lot of confidence. That, that, that pumped me up a lot. It's Wednesdays with Wayno. Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. Okay, I got a couple of uh, important questions. I don't think we've asked this. How do you like the Ma- Mike Maddox claw? <laughs> you haven't asked that. Uh, it depends on how the game's going, honestly. You know, if I'm out there and I'm I'm uh, I'm rolling and he's just kind of trying to give me a, a puff of air real quick, then, then I want him to come out there and get out of there as fast as possible. Like, I appreciate the effort or whatever, but go on ahead and get, you know. Um, if... Uh, if 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 I'm struggling a little bit, I, I understand that uh, that you know he he just wants me to know he cares and he's just trying to take a read or pulse of the situation, whatever. But he doesn't always give me the claw. Um, you know, I I, I kind of I'm I'm always engaged with Yachty when he comes out there. I'm I'm trying to figure out what we're going to throw next. What's our next pitch? What what's the plan for this next hitter? And uh, it's rare that I even look over at the pitching coach. You know, I might give him a glance or two, but I'm I'm trying to get back on, on 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 mission. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't really have any big big theories on the claw or whatever. But it's that's a thing that he's done, and so you know he's been around for a long time. You have to respect it. I have to believe there are some guys just because of their nature that don't like it. I, I think I would like it. I think I, I would like the physical contact to the guy, and <laughs> you know that's how he's going to look in my eyes. But I, I like go back to Bob Gibson. You know, you knew Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson would have hated the claw. Yeah, he might have. Uh, but I got a feeling that he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have given Bob Gibson the claw. <laughs> <laughs> I got that same feeling, no doubt. Hey, one other one. Pitchcom has become probably, a big. Go ahead. Probably ahead. wasn't walked out there. You know, he probably would have just. Bob would have looked over and been like, "I got this." You know, so he would have probably stayed over there. Yeah. Did you ever hear Gibby told Tim McCarver when McCarver came out to the mound? He said, "You get back behind the plate. The only thing you know about pitching is that you can't hit it." <laughs> I have a lot of stories about that from Gibson, but he was a legend, man. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. The other thing the Cardinals have taken to, and you've taken to Pitchcom. Have you thought about? And we were talking earlier about the playoffs. It's loud in ballparks in the playoffs. How will that affect Pitchcom? Oh, it's going to affect it in a big way, in a big way. Um, it's it's happened a couple of times where it gets so loud that you cannot hear it. You know, even if you put your your glove over your ear, it helps it. But uh, I don't I don't know how that's going to work. I think they said they're going to put a they're going to make it available to put something in the pitcher's ear. Um, I'm hoping we get a chance to try that out before we get into these you know the biggest games of the year, and all of a sudden we got something in our ear you know, for the first time. So, um, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much it'll make a difference, but I know inner ear stuff is where your balance comes from. So, I mean, you know, I hope we try it out first. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but it is an unknown and, and it, when it gets loud, makes it very, very, very tough to hear the, the, uh, the word from pitch com. So I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe they'll turn it up, but I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Hey Adam, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, last week. MLB made some some changes and some rules. Uh, the shift being banned and and the pitch clock. What are your thoughts about that? And do you feel like that is leaning more towards being helpful towards the offense than it is towards pitchers? Uh, I mean, I just think it depends. Depends on the hitter. Depends on the pitcher. Um, every everybody is not the exact same. You know, I think some hitters get affected way more by the, the shift. Obviously, there's some of those big lefties that that just don't hit the ball on the ground to the left side, that's going to that's gonna help them more not having the shift. But I'll tell you this, from a pitching standpoint, 
and I, and, I, and I don't think the numbers from a pitching standpoint, I don't think it's a dramatic help. I think, you know, one year I looked at it, I think they said it was, it was 1,000. I mean, I, don't quote me on this number, but it was like 1,200 hits uh, taken away from the shift and like, you know, 1,000 hits given. So it's like a difference of 200 hits, which wasn't, I mean, that's not nothing. That's significant. But when you're talking about over the course of a season, um, you know, it's not a, it's with all the teams, it's not a dramatic deal. But I will say this. Here's what I can speak to that I know of, because I don't know all those numbers by heart. And so, I, you know, I'm a little off base with that, what I just said there. But what I do know is this. As a pitcher, when you're pitching and you throw a pitch right down the middle and it gets hit past your face for a 100-mile-an-hour, 105-mile-an-hour line drive, you expect that to be a hit, right? That's, that's expected to be a hit. You turn around, somebody's there, catches it. Oh, man, that's great, right? That's great. But here's where the one that sticks with you. When I make my pitch down and away, down and in, whatever it is, and I get a 72-mile-an-hour doink ground ball, where somebody's been for 150 years and there's no one there, and then instead of an out that ends the inning, now I got second and third, and no outs, or, or two outs still with the best hitter in the, on the team up, or, or maybe it scores a run, or even two sometimes, you walk off of that field completely defeated sometimes, knowing that you made your pitch, you did everything you could do, but because the shift was in place, you gave up a hit and it extended the inning. I mean, it, it, it doesn't happen always, and our coaches do a great job of preparing, and, and they're just competing too. And they give us a great chance to go out there and, and compete to the best of ability. But those are the ones that stick with you as a pitcher. Those are the ones that you're laying in bed at night, and they just those are painful. You know what I mean? Those are just painful. Last thing for Adam Wainwright, start number 325 with Yadier Molina coming up against Milwaukee. I know that you, because I know you, will want Yachty to have the ball, and I know that Yachty will want you to have that first ball from the pitch. So what do you think will happen with the ball from the first pitch from the game against Milwaukee for 325? Well, I don't know. Um, do you have a, a, any stuff in your house anyway? Is it, is oh, it yeah. a big deal to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I collect all that stuff. Um, but Yachty's got the game. He's got the World Series winning ball from a mm. <laughs> I got the game seven ball, uh, which is really the moment that I'm most known about, known for, anyways. Uh, is the the Beltran moment. I've got that ball. And that's pretty important. Um, I do know that we plan on throwing out quite a few balls during this during the game um, for just for teammates and and for for the two of us to have, so we can give them away. I, mean, I think they're going to be throw. I'm going to be changing jerseys left and right. You know, I think they're changing my jersey four or five times. Um, so we're we're going to be. It's going to be a big spectacle that I'm going to do my best to, to compete throughout all that. I think if you give Yachty the ball from this game, and then you get the. World Series winner from your complete game as you win the World Series. I think we're in good shape. Yeah, I was going to say the opposite. I mean, you know, as a world, you know, he can. A lot of people win a World Series, but only a couple of people ever. <laughs> him are going to have this record. So I think I might want this. One. 
There you go. <laughs> Great call. Hey, we love you. Ha- congratulations on this. And uh, can't wait to, to see the game against Milwaukee and then head down the stretch, make the playoffs, and then uh, get to that World Series and win it. But we're, we're putting the car to horse the, uh, ahead of the horse here. Let's get tonight. Let's win tonight, and then we'll work on all that other stuff. If anybody's listening and they want to get involved with what we're doing at Big League Impact, please go to uh, bigleagueimpact.org. We got all win campaigns where Tommy Edmonds supporting education and Miles Michaels supporting human tra- uh, the 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 defeat of of human trafficking. Paul um, Goldschmidt's helping build a house with Habitat for Humanity. Matt Stephen Matt's supporting uh, rehab services for men with with just for men with just terrible past. And Helsley is uh, supporting education. Verhagen supporting Meals on Wheels. The New Bar supporting baseball programs for special need kids. So. Um, and I also want to say thank you to uh, 101 ESPN for always helping us support our, our our missions and to Spectrum and to Valley Sports Midwest also. All right. You're the best, Wayno. Thank you very much. And once again, it's BigLeagueImpact.org. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.